welcome to Widowcast Podcast, where you learn how to find the strength to get through your journey and the skills to coach other widows. This is not your average grief group. This is your journey group. It just may show you the way to make something amazing come out of the emotional pain and trauma of widowhood. I'm your host, Joanne Philomena. I'm the best-selling author of Widowed and Widow Coach, and I'm a professional certified life coach. Let the healing and your personal journey begin. Hello, my beauties, and welcome back. This is episode number 130, and I hope the sound is going to come through okay on this one, you guys. I am still setting up here in Waco, Texas, and... um. I am recording from kind of a strange little location because my offices are not set up yet. And yes, I said that as a plural, my offices, because besides my main office, I'm going to have an audio visual studio set up. I'm really excited about that so that I have a perfect environment to turn out these podcasts and create the videos that I create for my membership site, all that good stuff. So that's what's coming up. So if if I sound a little weird here today, again, I am still getting things set up and settled in the new location. So um, we're just going to roll with it. I didn't want to go too long without getting a new episode up for you guys. So here I am, here I am. And I want to talk today about how emotions can fuel you. They and not feel you, fuel you. They can fuel your life in a positive way or they can fuel your life in a negative way. Uh, when I talk about how our uh, thoughts create our emotions in our body um, and then our emotions drive our actions, this is how emotions fuel your life. Everything we do or don't do is all about how we feel or how we don't want to feel, how we're trying to avoid. We may do things to try to avoid feeling certain emotions. Uh, Well, uh, usually I call that buffering. There are many ways of buffering out negative emotions. My buffer has always been overeating. I don't overeat anymore, but I do recognize there's times when I'm eating something and I'm thinking, oh, am I doing this just to feel better? Was I not really hungry when I sat down for this? I go deep into buffering on some other episodes because you can buffer with food, you can buffer with over shopping, you can buffer with uh, over drinking, you can buffer with gambling, you can buffer with watching Netflix. It's a way of trying to escape how you're feeling when the way you feel emotionally doesn't feel good. And here's what I teach about emotions, okay? Emotions that don't feel good, that are uncomfortable, will not kill you. If you can allow that uncomfortable emotion, it's going to dissipate in about 90 seconds. The reason any uncomfortable emotion lingers is because you're resisting it. The more you resist feeling it, the stronger it's going to push back right? 
But now here's a little secret I'm going to let you in on because this month with my certified widow coaches that are in a one-year mastermind with me, um, we do mastermind and it is incredible. And the past month we've really been focusing on and learning about and practicing how emotions can fuel our lives and how to create emotions that will help fuel the actions we need to be taking, how to create the emotions in our body that will create the results we want in our life. Now, here's what happens when you start talking about all the emotions that are associated with grief. Many people think that all of the negative emotions they're experiencing when they lose their spouse are a part of grief. And they're not. They kind of muddy up grief. They kind of make grief a real uncomfortable place to be. Not that it's ever a great place to be. I mean, grief is grief, right? But don't mistake fear and depression or anger or regret all of those things as being grief. I think we all tend to do that initially. We think, just think it's all grief and it's not. You've got a lot of stuff going on. I mean, I know when Jim suddenly died for weeks, I was like just this cascade of emotions. It wasn't like one emotion one day or one emotion one week and then you move into the next emotion. No, my emotions were all over the place. They were like three to five emotions all happening at once and changing in a matter of seconds. I know that if you're a widow listening to this, I know you know what I'm talking about, right? that ball of emotions. But here's the thing, emotions that we're experiencing initially, like fear and worry and anxiety, are not going to fuel our life in any positive way. Okay, they're kind of useless emotions that just make you feel bad. Here's a few examples of useless emotions that can come along with grief that we think is the grief, but it's not really the grief. It's just the emotion. One is fear. Okay. I went into real financial fear after Jim passed away because I had no income coming in at all when he passed away for various circumstances, but there it was. And I really felt cheated because I felt like right now, I just want to be sad that Jim died. I just want to grieve my husband. And I don't want to be having my mind racing about finances and being so scared about money that all I can focus on is the money and not take the time to focus and appreciate on the relationship I have with my husband. You know what I mean? So fear was a big one for me. We experience fear. We experience worry. We experience anxiety. Maybe you have experienced feeling depressed or anger, jealousy, resentment, regret, hopelessness, guilt, blame, or even yearning. None of these emotions are really going to serve any kind of purpose in your life. Okay, they're not going to drive positive actions. 
some of you will tell me, oh yeah, when I'm angry, it drives positive actions because I'll go for a walk to try to burn that off. Now, going for a walk to burn off the anger is a whole different thought and a whole different emotion taking place, right? Something happens that you think about and it makes you angry. That anger doesn't make you want to go walk. That anger makes you want to strangle somebody <laughs> sometimes, right? What makes you want to go for a walk is the thought that I can handle this. If I go walk, it'll release some of the stress. And then you feel um, focused on burning off the anger. You feel focused on getting your tennis shoes on and going out for a walk. You're not experiencing anger as your top emotion anymore. Already making the decision to go just walk it out starts to shift your emotion, right? So these kinds of emotions, you know, hopelessness. When I'm feeling hopeless about something, it feels in my body, that emotion feels like my arms are heavy, my legs are heavy, my brain is foggy and slow, right? All I want to do is just sit on the sofa and watch meaningless TV. I don't even want to watch something that's super interesting or takes thought. <laughs> it might as well be Saturday morning cartoons for that matter. These emotions that overwhelm us are not really serving us in any way. Now, knowing they're not serving you doesn't mean that you try to push them away. Because as I said, if you resist an emotion, it's coming back stronger. So what do you do when you're feeling guilt about something or anger or regret over something? You just sit there and allow yourself to feel it. You're like, nothing's gone wrong. I just feel guilty about this right now because of the story I'm telling myself in my head about it. And you let yourself feel guilt. You decide, where is guilt in my body? Because emotions happen physically within our body. So where's the guilt? What does it feel like? What color is guilt? Is it a, a hot emotion? Is it a cold emotion? Explore it in that way. And when you start exploring it in that way, you're going to discover that all of a sudden the guilt is like gone. 90 seconds, bam, it can come back. It'll cycle back. It's like waves on the ocean, but it's like each new wave that comes at you is going to be softer and less intense. But now here's the thing that we've been studying and working on this month. This is very advanced work, but I wanted to share it with you guys anyway, because here's the thing about grief. If you can experience a little bit of positive emotion, no matter how fleeting that millisecond of positive emotion was, it can counterbalance your depression. It can make you feel restored and replenished and able to focus on, on a task even, right? So how do you begin to generate some positive emotion? 
One way is to focus on what matters now, right? You want to ask yourself, given everything that's happened, what matters to me at this point in my life? That's an important question, right? Given everything that's happened, what matters to me at this point in my life? And you know what? What matters to you right now? This may not be the same as what mattered most to you before your spouse died. Our priorities shift like almost immediately. So you do want to take a look at what matters most to you and consider that. And don't think about what you think should matter most to you right now or what you would want other people to think what matters most to you right now. You want to dig down and find out what really matters most to you. This is just for your own edification. You don't have to share it with anybody. And the reason I say that is there are so many widows that I have coached in the past that were actually stunned and surprised when they dug deep to realize what matters most to them right now is not their kids. It's not their family. They feel like they should say, oh, what matters most to me is my, the happiness of my kids and their family. What matters most to me is that my grandchildren are happy. But that's almost kind of like the party line. I mean, it may truly be your highest priority right now. I, you know, I'm not going to downplay that. Maybe it is. But here's the truth. It's not necessarily what matters most to every widow out there. I've had widows, when they start thinking about what they want and putting them in priority order, all of a sudden something like maybe traveling takes top priority. Like, I love my kids. I do want my kids to be happy. But what matters most to me right now is I think I just need to travel a little bit. Get out of my by-rote environment, you know. Or maybe what matters most to you right now is being able to make a difference in the world. Maybe you want to go out and make sure that somebody else doesn't have to experience the pain and anxiety that you did. Or maybe you want to reach out to help other people suffering the same kind of condition that your spouse died from. Many, many widows feel that making a difference in the world is what matters to them right now in their life. But the question, as I said, it's really just for you. It's not an answer you have to share with anybody else, right? You just want to ask yourself, because, you know, with everything that's happened, with the loss of my spouse, everything that's happened after that, what is most important to me in my life right now? What matters most? That will begin to focus on some positive emotion, right? Isn't that amazing? This month, working on being able to create positive emotions to drive what we want to create in our lives, um, I've given my coaches like a three pages listing positive emotions. Like 
Most of us have three main emotions that we experience on any given day. <laughs> you know, just like we are just in this groove of feeling the same emotions all the time. And when you look at three pages, it's like list after list after list after list of even just positive emotions. It's amazing what's available to us. It's like a whole palette of different paint colors that you can paint your life with. How do you create a positive emotion? And how do you decide which positive emotion you need? Well, you start with what matters most to you right now in your life and how you want to go after that, how you want to create more of that. For me, I start my mornings off usually with creating a coaching model for myself. It's like making a recipe, you guys. It's writing the recipe for the results I want to create that day. Maybe I get up and I think what I'm doing right now, I want to get a great podcast in the bag today. I want to record it. I'm going to write something that's really going to spur on my listeners. Um, and I'm, you know, going to get that recorded today. And then I think about all the things I need to do. Like I have to decide the topic and write some content. Um, in this case, I had to go uh, figure out where my microphone was buried and all the packing <laughs> so I could hook it up and talk to you. Uh, you know, I just look at everything I have to do to create the podcast that I want to be the result of my day. And then I decide, how do I need to feel to want to be able to do those things? And I decided today I wanted to feel really inspired. So I wanted to feel really inspired to do this and get it out there in the world. And then I can ask myself, what can I be telling myself that will make me truly feel inspired? What thoughts inspire me? And I found thoughts that drive that feeling of inspired, right? I had thoughts about all of you out there waiting for another podcast that was just going to change your lives today. I thought about all of the widows who have written me that listen to this podcast to tell me how dramatically this podcast has changed their life or helped them through this time. I just get so emotional when I think of that. And I, yeah, I get inspired. It's like I get fired up to do more and more and more, right? So I find the thoughts that I can actually feel it in my body. I can feel the inspiration rising and I hold on to that feeling and I start doing the actions that I know I need to do to create this. That is how you can drive anything that you want to do in your life. Because everything we do is driven by an emotion. We are acting out of how we feel. Or as I said, sometimes we act of how we don't want to feel. If we don't want to feel fear, we will just paralyze ourselves in place to avoid it. Right? So what emotions are going to drive what you need or want to create today? Maybe you want to feel gracious 
so that you can maybe attend something with other people that you think might try your patience or you think, oh, they're just going to say all the, the wrong things again to a widow, right? And you want to be able to just feel really gracious about being there. What thoughts about it would make you actually feel gracious? Maybe you want to feel happy today. Maybe you want to feel easy going today. Maybe you want to feel ecstatic today, right? Maybe you're like, if I could just feel centered today so that I can do some things, I just want to feel centered. What thought helps you feel centered in what you're doing, right? You can create any emotion that you want to create in your body, even if it's fleeting, right? Like you find the thought that creates that emotion and then 10 seconds later, you're like totally distracted again. That's okay. Because remember what I said at the top of this is that positive emotion, no matter how fleeting, can counterbalance depression. No matter how fleeting, that little split second of positive emotion can help you feel restored and replenished. That's so important. So that's it for today. If you want more of this, if you want to better learn how to generate emotions and how they drive your life, you can do one of two things. You can join me in the Widow Coaching Center. It's a subscription membership. Right now, the doors are closed on membership because I am working with the members who are currently in there. Um, but I will be reopening the doors in a couple months here. So if you go there, you can get on the wait list and that way you'll be one of the first ones to know when that membership is open and that you can join in. Okay. And to do that, go to widowcoachingcenter.com. And click on the buttons and eventually you get a little window that opens up to put in your name and your email address so you can be added to the wait list. The other way is if you want to consider becoming a certified widow coach, you can join in that class. The next class is starting in October. Many widows take that class, not necessarily because they want to build a business as a certified widow coach. Many widows do come through the class just because they want the 12 weeks of intense transformation and the, the knowledge. It's an amazing course. The coaching tools I teach, I believe are the best on the planet. To reach out about that, go to widowcoaches.com. Let me make sure that's right. I don't want to mislead you, my friends. And yes, that, that's it. It is widowcoaches.com. And once you get there, you can put in your name and email address and you will get information on how to reach out to me. You can go 
fill out the questionnaire. The quickest way to get information is to do that questionnaire and then email me right away. <laughs> Just hit reply on any of the messages you get after you sign up there and say, hey, Joanne, I really want to talk to you about the October class because then I'll be sure to jump on a call with you right away. Um, I probably should say that. There's so many people that... Um, click on my ads and click through and I can't respond to all of the hundreds and hundreds of widows that are in there all the time. But those who email me directly and say, I really want to in on the October class. What do I do? How do I start? Then I set up a call and we get on the phone and talk about it right away. So you can do one of those two things and um, take this work a little deeper in your own life. I think it is so worthwhile. This is work that I do for myself every day of my life. It's work that I do with my clients every day of their life. And I think it's amazing. So go out there today. See if you can generate some positive emotion in your body. Even if it's only for a fleeting moment. See if you can feel a little happy about something, grateful about something, contented about something, and give thought to what matters most to you at this point in your life. Okay? And you know, as always, get out there and find some joy in your life today. It's so important. I'll talk to you all again next week. Bye. Bye.